Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to Bob Bernie Live and also welcome to the Don Crow Show. Yes, once again, we are simulcasting in Columbus, Ohio. And in Washington, D.C. Yesterday, we were simulcasting in Columbus, Ohio, and Tampa, Florida. (laughs) Uh, Today, it is Washington, D.C., as I have the privilege of filling in for Don Crow on the Don Crow Show while doing my program in Columbus, Ohio, Bob Bernie Live. So, welcome to our listeners in Washington, D.C. and the surrounding area. And, of course, our listeners here in Ohio. Now, to those of you listening in Washington, D.C., I need to deal with some local things, but I don't think you will mind. No, seriously. I would hope you would rejoice with us. Today, this morning and early afternoon, was the Ohio March for Life at the state capitol here in Columbus, My goodness, it was an unbelievable success. Uh, Began with the pastor's breakfast this morning with uh, Alistair Begg speaking, Uh, and then a big concert on the West Lawn of the State House, and then a lot of pro-life speakers, including Senator J.D. Vance, our Lieutenant Governor John Husted and uh, many other pro-life leaders here in the state of Ohio. And then the march. Now, I am not the best estimator, but um, when the breakfast was over, that was in the atrium of the State House, I came around to the West Wing, the West Lawn of the State House, probably around 9.45, 10 o'clock, and there were probably a couple hundred people. I thought, oh, that's good. 
My goodness. Now, again, I'm not a great estimator, but I would say there were between five to 6,000 people gathered on the lawn at the State House. I've been at the uh, Ohio State House on many occasions, by far the largest crowd I've ever seen. Just absolutely incredible. Now, I've got some audio clips, and I think they're pretty self-explanatory. I had the privilege of interviewing several people this morning, including Alistair Begg, uh, at the March for Life. I just want you here in Ohio and even you in Washington, D.C., again, I hope you'll be rejoicing for the stand for life that we're taking here in Ohio. I wanted you to get just a little flavor of what happened this morning. Here is an audio collage of the March for Life today in Columbus. Hey, I'm standing next to Aaron Baer, the uh, president of CCV. Aaron, we are here for the pastor's breakfast for the March of Life. What was your vision for putting this breakfast together? You know, what we really see for especially this November election coming up on abortion and marijuana is that our only hope of winning is if the body of Christ rises up. And so we recognize we need to to bring pastors together right now to encourage them and to educate them about what they can do right now to speak out to protect the most vulnerable. you got to be pleased the place is packed. You're at capacity here. what is what is the main message that you want pastors to take away when Alistair Begg is finished? What is the takeaway from this breakfast this morning? You know, it's the same thing I'm going to say at the March for Life today, that the light shines through the darkness and the darkness mm. shall not overcome it, right? We see the darkness creeping in on us right now with 30,000 lives on the line. But if we shine the light of Christ, we can't, we will overcome it. Not just can, but we will. Uh, And we hope the pastors that leave here today, the folks that leave the march today, feel that courage, that boldness to go out and proclaim it. Amen. Aaron Baer, president of CCV. Bob Bernie here at the March for Life. Pastors breakfast beside me, Alistair Begg. Alistair, you're incredibly busy. Why would you take time out of your busy schedule to be here for this pastor's breakfast this morning? Why is the issue of life so important to you? Because it's important to God. And it's it's impossible to read your Bible without being confronted by the absolute sacrosanct nature of the gift of life and the care of life in the womb and so on. And uh, I'm impressed with uh, what these folks were doing and have been doing. And so it's a privilege to come and add my voice by way of support. Well, it's our privilege to welcome you back to Columbus. Thank you so much. Thank you for all you're doing for the kingdom. Thank you for the privilege. We're at the March for Life downtown, and I'm here with John Houston, who has been right on the front lines, not only in state office, but the, the life movement as well. John, why are you here taking a stand for life today? Well, it's really from my beginning. I was I was start out life in a foster home. Uh, I was adopted. My birth mother was pressured to have an abortion, but instead she had an adoption, and that was me. And I'm here to tell people my story and to tell them to vote no on issue one because it's a radical proposal that will that will really set Ohio back in the course of right to life forever. And we have 30 days to make a stand, and, and today's the day that we start this movement. 
Lieutenant Governor John Houston, thank you for your stand for life. Hey, Bob Bernie here, and we are at the March for Life at the Ohio State Capitol. Next to me is David Mahan with CCV. David, what are you expecting God to do here today? Man, Bob, God is already doing it, man. He has just clearly been in this thing from the start, uh, just reaching different demographics. We've got a beautiful day out here. We're expecting five to 6,000. Come on out if you got time right down here at the State House in Columbus, Ohio. All right, amen. David Mahan with CCV. We're at the uh, pastor's breakfast for the March for Life. That's just a little uh, audio collage. Uh, it was an incredible event. Absolutely incredible event. Five to 6,000 individuals standing for life. For those of you in Washington, D.C., we have an incredibly important election coming up in November. Uh, the radical leftists here in Ohio are putting forth one of the most radical pro-abortion amendments in American history, not just a law, but an amendment to our Constitution. If it passes, abortion will be enshrined in our Constitution up until the day of birth. It is radical, and uh, we are doing everything we can to stand against it and defeat it. And the March for Life was just an incredible opportunity to show our solidarity. And the crazy thing, now, I don't know how many TV stations you have in Washington, D.C. We have four major network TV stations here in Columbus. Now, again, 6,000 people, one of the largest demonstrations in recent history at the Ohio State House. I just looked at all of the websites of the local TV stations, not one word, not one word. If a dozen goofballs got down at the State House and began beating drums for some leftist progressive cause, it would be the number one story. 6,000 people completely ignored. All right, I am over time for the break. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live and the Don Crow Show. And again, those of you in Washington, please rejoice with us here in Ohio over an incredibly successful March for Life today at the Ohio State House here in Columbus. We're rejoicing and we're praying that that momentum will take us into November and we will defeat this wicked, evil, pro-abortion amendment in November. All right, quick break. We'll be back. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live and to the Don Crow Show. Hey, it's Friday, and on Fridays I open the phones wide open. We throw caution to the wind. And normally during the week we... uh, Trying to stay on topic. Uh, occasionally, my screener, Jeff, on the other side of the glass uh, says, uh, eh, 
Bob's not talking about that. That's off topic. Call on Friday. Well, on Fridays, you're never off topic. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Maybe this whole thing with the Speaker of the House. You want to just sound off? You want to get something off your chest? Fine. Give me a call. Something else you're concerned about, something else that uh, just ticks you off, why don't you give me a call? 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. Finally, it's happening. What? Well, we've got this whole transgender mess in athletics, and it is always a man pretending to be a woman who wants to compete against other girls. Yeah. Girls who pretend to be a men, men do not want to compete against other men for obvious reasons. This goes back to the uh, so-called Leah Thomas, the uh, man pretending to be a woman who was like, I don't know, four or five hundred in, uh, in the country and swimming as a man. He couldn't win anything. And then he feels pretty one day and begins swimming as a woman and begins smashing records, destroying records. Shouldn't that tell you something? But anyway, so a lot of the female swimmers have gone on record and said this isn't fair. Uh, we need to do something about it. And Here's Listen, I'm not the brightest bulb in the candelabra, have never uh, claimed to be, but I do have a little common sense. And I have said since this whole thing began, here's how to stop it. For the girls, for the women to simply say, we're not competing. It's not fair. It's not a level playing field. A male, even though he may have gone through a year of hormone therapy and reduced his testosterone, that does not change his muscular structure, does not change his anatomy, his, his bones. A male has an unfair advantage over a female in lung capacity. And going through hormone treatments doesn't change that. And so I've been saying, and again, I'm not the brightest bulb in the candelabra, but it'll come to a halt if the women would just get together and say, we're not going to compete. It's not fair. It's not equal. We're done. We are not going to compete. But... And I say this with compassion, but with honesty. That takes a great deal of courage and conviction. In order to stop most of this nonsense like this, it takes courage and conviction. Well, it is happening. The Roanoke College women's swim team has done exactly what I was suggesting, and many others have as well. A biological male attempted to join the team. Got the picture? 
Roanoke College in Virginia, Roanoke College women's swim team, a biological male said, hey, I, I want to join the team. Well, the women on the team with their parents and their supporters and some advocates said, uh-uh, it's not going to happen. They called a press conference. Inside a downtown Roanoke hotel, the 10 female members of the team said, no, it's not going to happen. We're not going to allow it. And if you do, we're not competing. Quote, teammate after teammate walked up to the podium with a similar message. The women had been demoralized and hurt by their Division Three school after they returned to campus this fall, knowing a biological male who is not being named out of the wishes of the team would be attempting to pull a Leah Thomas. A 19-year-old team member said, My feelings, our team's feelings and comfort were blatantly ignored, and only one athlete was prioritized. Another 20-year-old member of the team said, I felt unheard and unseen. Our comfort was undervalued and discarded. Numerous times we asked the school for support. Each and every time we were told to deal with it ourselves or told nothing at all. The school refused to give out information to our parents, and we were informed that even if our entire swim team decided to stand together and not to swim in the name of in fairness, our coach would simply have a one-athlete swim team. She repeated, a one-person swim team. I think this is going to change because of the publicity. But the school board at Roanoke College said uh, he's going to be a part of the team because that's only fair. And if all of you refuse to swim, well, we will just have a one-member swim team. So in other words, they are willing to throw all of the 10 females under the bus for this one confused, psychologically disturbed and confused male. It is going to be fascinating to watch this story play out. Good for them. Good for them. If women across America, athletes would start doing the same and standing up for their rights, this whole thing would end in a hurry. Good for them. May their tribe increase.